So it's a little bit weird here. I, my headphones don't work, so I, I can't hear myself when I talk, which really you'd think wouldn't be. Oh, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Johnny Vegas here. Too lazy to write. And yeah, I was just complaining about my um, my headphones. So why am I back? It's been about a little over a month. I did one in May where I interviewed Billy Hayes, um, author of, uh, of Midnight Express. And uh, you probably listened to it and thought, that was great. I always wanted to know more about that story. Thank you for, for getting it for me. Oh, my God, you're so wonderful. Yeah, I am wonderful. Uh, and I, I actually, I have an interview set up, uh, for this week, for, for this week of, uh, the second week of July. So I thought, you know, in the, in the meantime, in the, in the, uh, in the interim time, I would, uh, just come in, say hi, you know, catch up on what's been going on. So much has been going on. Um, air some of my, um, Issues, grievances, whatnot. I don't know. What do you want to call them? And uh, and get you ready for another great interview that I have coming up. And I'm not going to say with who, but, you know, it's going to be good. And also, I'm drinking this, uh, this water here. It's called Liquid Death. Mango Chainsaw is the flavor. It's just water in a can, and uh, I'm enjoying it. They're not a sponsor. I don't have a fucking sponsor. I barely have listeners. But I wrote some uh, some notes down here, and uh, one of the things I did want to um, to talk about was um, email blasts, <laughs> because you know I um, I have bought, as some of you have too, things off of the internet. I have bought uh, shoes. I have bought socks, I have bought pants, I have bought shirts, I have bought jackets, I have bought hats, and other things. Um, and I, I don't really think that it is necessary for corporations, or comp- small companies, I don't care, to email daily. And I'm talking to you, Bombas. Love your socks. Love your underwear. Do not need a reminder every day that you have a new line of socks and or underwear coming out every single day. And I know that there are PR professionals who, uh, who would uh, uh, take liberty with what I, with what I said, take, take umbrage <laughs> perhaps about what I, what I just said, but Nobody needs a constant reminder from a company that they bought something from um, to buy more things from them. Just, oh, hold on. I wanted to, I'm going to pause you. Okay, so um, what you would have heard there was um, my ringtone, which uh, for my wife, it's stroken by Clarence Carter. And she hates it. And it's been that way probably for close to a decade. And it still makes me laugh. Um, God, she hates that song so much. And I love that song. Oh, boy, do I love that song. Um, But what I was saying was about the email blasts. And I don't need to be reminded that much. And then I had some other stuff that um, I did want to talk about. um, 
one of which being um, my son's summer camp uh, had a massive fire. The dining hall burnt to the ground. But it was funny because the email that we got from the camp was like, hey, there's been a fire in the dining hall. Everybody's okay, blah, blah, blah. And then you Google the, the uh, I, didn't, I wasn't even going to Google it because I thought it was like a, a kitchen fire. And, you know, not even worth, like, looking at. I thought it was, you know, a couple of rags in a bucket. And then my daughter got a text from her friend saying, hey, like, look at the images. And she Googled it. And lo and behold, it was like a, you know, five-alarm fire. The thing burnt for 22 hours or 27 hours, my son said in a in a letter. I'm just going to have a drink of my liquid death uh, drink again. Maybe they will sponsor me. I don't know. And actually, um, okay. And the whole uh, dining room was just gutted, gutted, burnt to the ground. Uh, what they had to do was they had to um, form a daisy chain of of um, fire trucks from the base of the camp where the pond is all the way up the hill to where the dining hall is. And, you know, they put, you know, a hose to the truck, to the another hose, to another truck, to another hose, to another truck, et cetera, et cetera, until they were able to put out the fire. But I, I was thinking um, of the fish because, you know, these fish, they're swimming around in their, in their little pond. They're having a really idyllic life. You know, they're fish. They're hanging out, doing fish things. And, you know, the next thing you know, whoop, they get sucked into a tube and then they go on this bonzo, uh, you know, water slide type adventure that in the end launches them into a blazing inferno. Um, and then, you know, 27 hours later, 30 hours later, the uh, the fire marshal's walking through the wreckage and is curious as to why there are all these, um, you know, fish skeletons. So that's my thing about the fish. And, uh, and I was, yeah, summer camp, you know, my son's there for four weeks uh, because he has to come back at the end of the week. We were a bit spoiled in Canada. The kids, we would send them to camp for like seven weeks. And it was like no big deal. Um, people didn't look at us funny. People didn't think we hated our kids. Uh, it was just, you know, a normal part of childhood for us in Canada. Here, we send them for four weeks. We're looked at as being a bunch of wackos. But um, the reason my son cannot go to camp for the entire duration of the summer is because of the after-school commitments that these kids have in this uh land in the land of the free and the home of the brave um because he's in marching band and marching band uh boot camp starts august 3rd so it leaves virtually no time for you know a family vacation or um relaxation and and then he's out there every day with the with the drum and he's beating that drum and he is you know, just, just a, a monster on that drum. But actually, he's in a band, and the band played a show a few weeks ago at a at a open mic at a bar, Jimmy's Old Town Tavern. Also not a sponsor. And but anyway, I got to thinking as this was going on, uh, school and whatnot, um, that I would look at my old uh, yearbook, and I was going to do this a month ago when school ended, but. Um, you know, school for my, my daughter ended earlier cause she graduated this year. Thank you so much for your wishes. 
and then uh, it ended on the 10th for my son. And then a week later, I was in Target and all of their summer stuff, like barbecues and, you know, lawn uh, equipment and lawn furniture, etc., had been either sold or discounted and they were moving in the back to school. So the kids had basically had a week off from school before Target felt it necessary to have them be reminded that, you know, summer short fuckos. <laughs> so, but that I was going to read, you know, all of these, um, I wanted to read some, uh, some things that people wrote in my yearbook. 1985-86, Sir Arborn High School. I was in 10th grade. And uh, just looking through these photos, just skimming through these pictures, uh, I am there sandwiched between a boy named Rob and a boy named Ranjan. Yep, there I am. And if you look through these pictures and have been watching this season of Stranger Things, I went to school with a lot of Eddie Munsons. A lot of them. In fact, I sold one of them, my Iron Maiden Number of the Beast picture disc, for $10. And he got a good deal. But, so this is what some people wrote in my, uh, in my yearbooks. Who's this? Okay. Uh, here, where do we go? Here we go. Um, boom. This is from, I'm not going to tell you it's from, John, John, John. Hey, 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 sexy man. Well, we've made through another fun-filled, exciting year. I'm going to really miss Madame Paquette. That was our French teacher. Madame Paquette's beautiful brown wardrobe. Next time you say something about boobs, I'm going to poop. Ha! Huh. Anyways, it was great meeting you. <laughs> That's funny. Now I know who this is from. Anyways, it was great meeting you this year. Hopefully we'll be in more classes together next year. Happy birthday. Have a great summer. I'm not going to say who any of these are from. Um, there's another one here. It's mostly women. I I, I really didn't have any men, male friends. Um, what is this? You're a pig um, uh, with a little penis and a big heart. That's a person who never saw my penis. Uh, so mate, uh, I don't even know what's going on in this one. Okay, I'm not even going to read that. Um, oh, what do we got here? Dear John, I was so mad we didn't have business class this year. Uh, if we had had business class this year, this is an aside, that would have meant we both failed business class in ninth grade. I just love Mrs. Noon. Anyways, I hope you have a great California experience. Have a great time. Say hi to Mickey. John, well, Mr. Biology, I was really impressed this year by your at doing extremely exciting labs. You were especially good to add saliva to tubes, test tubes. Well, seeing you and your really nice clothes in Mrs. Carr's class was definitely the highlight of my year. Seriously, it was nice getting to know you better. Uh, in one of the other signatures, I saw Have a Good Time in California. So if you're going, I hope you have. An amazing time. That's from someone named Judy. Someone wrote here, I was so happy that I got the privilege to have my locker beside yours again. I know who that's from. It was such an honor, even though you constantly made fun of 
my boobs. Jesus Christ, what kind of, I was a horrible person. I believe I would be canceled now for what I did. Uh, John, well, the year is almost over finally. Even though we didn't talk for half of it, I'm glad we are such good friends now. I hope you have a really amazing time in California, but if I know you, you probably will. All I know is I better get a whole lot of postcards. I did not send this person one postcard. Well, have a great summer. I'll miss your dumb jokes. And then she wrote, P.S., what time is it? That must have been one of our dumb jokes. Um, wow. A lot of people here wrote, uh, oh, I can't believe that you drew a penis on my frog. That must have been in biology class. Um, that's too long. Jesus, I really... Um, Boy, this is, uh, oh, this one here. Yeah, this person left me their phone number. <laughs> eh, to my dearest, darling buddy, John. I was absolutely ecstatic about having you in my biology and English class. I was so bad in biology. Like, I I, I probably almost failed it, I think. Um, biology would not have been something. I can't read that word. If you weren't there. Bearable? Bearable, if you weren't there. I'm really going to miss you next year. Oh, by the way... My froggy has a penis. There's something wrong with me. Penises and boobs and frogs. Anyway, I wish you all the best of luck in the future and have an amazing summer. Call me sometime. And this woman left her phone number. Did not call her. Another person, call me sometime. What can I say except I wish that we had some classes together this year. I know you phoned the school to make us have classes together. Well, John, you've been drinking too much of your bathwater. Again, you haven't said that to me all year. Oh, apparently I said that in the past. Because I was in New York. I'm done with that. I was in New York a few weeks ago, and I was hanging out with some people who I just met at a restaurant, and one of them said, I'd drink your bathwater. And I'd never heard that expression in my life, but apparently I had heard that expression um, before. So what do you what do you know? Um... I'm going to move on now to another subject that is near and dear to my heart, which is um, The Love Boat. I have been watching an awful lot of The Love Boat. Uh, it's on this streaming service called Pluto TV. They only have uh, access or have bought a, a small number of episodes. So I'm constantly seeing the same ones over and over again. Uh, but I have so many questions about The Love Boat. Uh, for those of you who, who may not remember it, or for those of you who are too young to remember The Love Boat, it was a show um, in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, ran on ABC. Uh, I think it was Friday night, might have been Saturday night. I, I seem to remember watching it on Friday night at my Bubby's house, but I could be mixed up. And th The Dukes of Hazzard was Friday night on CBS, and Love Boat was Saturday night on ABC, followed by Fantasy Island. Uh so, every week on The Love Boat, they would have, you know, five new celebrity guests come on, and, you know, there was a storyline, they'd fall in love. It was always the same thing, you know? They'd get on the boat, then the couples would meet, that was in the first 15 minutes. In the next 15 minutes, they would, you know, get romantic uh, and fall in love. In the next 15 minutes, they would have a fight and... And the relationship, and in the final 15 minutes, they would reconcile and usually leave the ship engaged. 
as one would expect would happen on a five to seven day cruise. Just going to have some more of my liquid death uh, mango chainsaw drink. Mm-mm. So what's my beef with the love boat? Well, first of all, in later seasons, they put a laugh track um, in, you know, on during the show. And any person with half a fucking brain would not, I mean, they had a laugh track on MASH as well, which made no sense. But shows like Happy Days or Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, uh, which were filmed in front of a live studio audience, they'd, you know, supplement the laughter with a laugh track. But putting a laugh track on a show where it takes place on a boat at sea doesn't make any sense. Why would the public believe that, that there would be an audience watching this nonsense? Second thing is Captain Steubing. Oh, that's a whole other... Okay, Cap- they're sitting in the writer's room coming up with names for people on the on the boat. You know, so they have the cruise director, Julie McCoy. Great name. The, uh, the bartender, Isaac Washington. Great name. The doctor, Dr. Adam Bricker. Great name. Uh, then you had Gopher, Burl Smith. It's a bit of a weird name, but he, was, he went by Gopher. Uh, those are like, you know, four of the five mains. So you have Doc, Gopher, Julie... Doc, Gopher, Julie, Isaac. And then they're sitting around coming up with a name for somebody for to play the captain. Well, they have Gavin McLeod playing the captain. And they named him the character Merrill Steubing. These names don't ever go to... Like, your lead... Your lead is named Merrill... Steubing. It is, I'm going to say, probably one of the worst names uh, for a television character. Meryl <laughs> Steubing. Like, it's just horrible. And then, okay, so then Captain Steubing, he has a daughter. And uh, it's from, like, a failed relationship, I guess. And she's living in Mexico. She's a child. And she's living with, like, an aunt or something in Mexico. And she's been introduced to him, but... But he's just like a family friend. And then Vicky, that's the daughter. She, she, you know, she's told that Captain Merrill is actually, what is the dog? Oh, hello. The dog just came in. Um, hey, girl. Uh, Captain Merrill is actually her father. And so he's like, hey, do you want to live with me on the ship? And she's like, yeah, I want to live with you on the ship. So now you have a 12-year-old living on a ship, getting no formal education whatsoever, and um, and then every couple of episodes, he'd be like, uh, Vicky, don't forget you have class to go to. But what class? We never saw her in class. It made no sense. But, you know, as a child, and I guess, you know, the older people who watch it, we just accepted it. Yeah, 12-year-old on a ship. She's working part of the time. And she is, you know... Going to some class, I don't know what class, because all the classes I could tell they had were aerobics. Um, so that is um, my takeaway. <laughs> That's my takeaway from The Love Boat. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about The Love Boat. Oh, there was one episode where Charo, if you remember, Charo was a very popular uh, guest on The Love Boat. And she played a character named April Lopez. April was at first a stowaway, but then they discovered that April could sing. And then she just kept coming back and performing. 
And at one point, she's performing in the Acapulco Lounge. Um, and she's singing the theme to The Love Boat as her song. So she's singing the song that we all know as the theme to The Love Boat, but she's singing it as it's part of her act. So it's very meta. And I don't think you know people were aware of just how layered that was. Also, um, and I because I, I wrote something on Facebook about the Vicky thing and how we were just all supposed to accept the fact that you know, twelve year old was working on the ship and nobody had a problem with it. Um, somebody mentioned that there were never any uh, same sex relationships on the love boat, and I just I think that that's indicative of the times that 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 we were in because. <laughs> Everybody was fucking on the love boat. The crew, which if you've ever been on a cruise ship, you know no one's fucking the crew. And it has it's not a slight on the crew. It's just like, first of all, these people have no time to fuck. Like, like you go have breakfast and like there's a waiter there, and then you go have dinner, and the same waiter's there, and they look like they haven't stopped working in, you know, twelve hours. And then you're hanging around somewhere else on the deck or on the ship, and then you see them and it's, so like when are they going to find time to fuck a passenger? And, you know, and also I don't think that it would be, um, I, I think they'd be fired for fraternizing with the, with the guests. So that's what I think. But what do I know? I never worked on a cruise ship. If you worked on a cruise ship, um, you know, go to, go, go to the website, too lazy to write.com and comment on it. And let me know if you ever fucked a passenger or if you had crew friends who did that. Um, in fact, maybe my next guest can answer that because I do believe that this person worked on a cruise ship. We are going to get into that with him. Okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, but everybody, uh, th that's the other thing, you know. So so everybody's having sex with, with the people they just meet, old people, young people. Um, and <laughs> And I don't know about you, but when I watch a TV show and the... Um, the idea that two people have had sex uh, is presented in the in the storyline. I always wonder, just what kind of sex do they have? Was it you know straight up, man on top, missionary? Uh, as one of my friends uh, once described sex, uh, as a roll on, roll off, get the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> or you know are they just like you know having like crazy animal sex are they 69 in are they are they you know mutual whatever uh, you know are they are they using toys what's going on with you know leslie nielsen and the woman who he was dating that was in last night's uh, episode or don adams and audrey meadows you know are, what kind of sex are they having or nancy walker and Abe Vigoda, what kind of sex are they having? Um, or <laughs> Dak Rambo and uh, Barbie uh, Bent Benton, Barbie Benton. What what kind of? That was a very sad episode because he discovered that he had ALS, and uh, but you know she was going to stick stick by him. So so before I I go, I'm just going to pause for a second because I do have to. Um, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll do that another time. No, I'm gonna I'll be right back. Okay. So even though I said like you know I'm I'm gonna pause it. I'm back. 
nobody missed me. It was a pause. Anyway, um, oh, you know what? I should have my drink before, but I'm gonna have it now again. Mm-mm. So, going back to the summer camp stuff I was talking about, I found uh, we've been doing a lot of cleaning out and doing some donations and stuff, and I found in the bottom of one of my drawers a letter that my mother uh, had sent me at summer camp in 1983. So I was 12 years old. And this is from July 29th, 1983. For those of you who know my mother, this letter, uh, she hasn't changed. We, my brothers and I would joke about um, how, you know, we'd get these letters from, from her at camp, and they were always like, they sounded like my parents were having the most amazing summers um, without us. <laughs> it was always like... Uh, we had these people over for dinner, and we went to this person's cottage, and we went boating, and uh, oh, then we went downtown and walked around the Byward Market, and we had an ice cream. And in my in my mind, it was like, geez, they're having the best summer. So, I want to read to you from this letter from July 29th, 1983. Their friends, my parents' friends, uh, were going to be driving past the summer camp, so they were going to go stop in and say hi to their their son, so my mother decided to write her a letter, write a letter to me, uh, and she wrote, uh, "Dear Jonathan, Mrs. Engel, that's who uh, who was going to the camp. Mrs. Engel was over here having dinner last night when you called and told us she and Mr. E would be stopping at Gesher. Gesher is the camp I went to on her way to Peterborough on Saturday. So I thought this little Garfield book would cheer you up." And cheer me up, it did, Mom. Thank you. Uh, now, you have to understand, before I read the next paragraph, I had I had gone on a canoe trip and I got um, five stitches in my leg. Cut my leg. So, I hope your leg isn't too sore. <laughs> By the way, a counselor should always check out strange, as in unknown water, before campers go in. You should tell your counselors that, if he doesn't already know. According to the weather we've been having, you probably had a great overnight canoe trip. Uh, if you can take time to write about it all. As well as the angles, the Kaplans, Granite Steens, Wolfishes, Merskies, and Mrs. Solomon were here last night. All of them enjoyed reading your letters, which I have hung up in the kitchen. And then she goes on to talk about how she wants to send a birthday cake or something up for Alex because um, she Alex is her favorite son uh, things here are rather quiet daddy and I are expecting to go to the Tavel sailboat on Sunday and hopefully stay over until Monday a long weekend next Thursday is also Bubby's birthday and uh, so they're taking her out they're taking Bubby out to the four seasons for dinner we will call and speak with you and Alex for sure. See, Alex, my younger brother, same birthday as my late Bubby. Maybe you could write Bubby a letter. She would be so happy. She would be happy. Well, Jonathan, please take care of yourself and make sure that the doctor keeps my wound clean. Otherwise, keep on having fun. Um, love, Mom. P.S. Hope you received all your things that you asked for. Check with Alex. Well, I don't know what I asked for. So, that is the uh, camp letter that was sent on July 29th, 1983. That is one for the archives. 
Uh, and before I go, I thought I would share with you three of my favorite jokes. Because they're hysterical. And um, the first one I told my parents. I was 11 years old and I had overheard this joke. Uh, I didn't know what it meant, as we've all done this. So <laughs> the joke is, it's still a great joke. And my parents were so mad uh, after I told it. Um, but the joke is, <laughs> why does Betty Crocker have so many kids? Because she's moist and easy. It's a great joke, I know. So that's one of my faves. Uh, the other one is um, is these uh, this uh, maybe I shouldn't tell that one because it's the punchline. <laughs> the punchline is why do you ask two dogs fucking? <laughs> Just Google it. You'll find the joke. But the punchline's great. So, but the other joke that I love is um, is uh, this this pianist. He's out of work. Out of, out of work pianist. He sees an ad uh, for uh, for a lounge that's looking for a piano player. So he goes in to apply for the for the job, and uh, he meets with the, the owner of the club. And the owner's like, "Well, why don't you you know play something for me?" And uh, so he sits down at the piano and he starts playing, and it is just beautiful. He is playing, he's playing notes that like don't even exist. This guy is an amazing, an amazing piano player. And the uh, the owner said, "My God, that is, that's beautiful. What what do you call that?" And uh, and the guy says, um, "I call it. I want to uh, rip out your eyes and fuck your skull." And the, the owner of the nightclub is like, why, why would you call it that? It's such a beautiful piece of music. No, don't call it that. Play something else. Again, he plays beautiful song. Most beautiful piece of music he's ever heard. The owner's crying, tears. He's never heard such beautiful music before. And uh, and he says to the uh, to the piano player, he's like, again, beautiful. What do you, what do you call that? Amazing, amazing, uh, you know, piece of... Uh, piece of music that you you played for me and he said well i call this one you know i want to play with your your tits and smack your ass and again the owner's like what terrible names terrible names he said look listen i'm gonna hire you play what you want but whatever you do do not tell the the uh the the guests the names of your pieces please just don't so the guys are great okay yeah no problem I won't. so Next night, he's hired, he's playing, the crowd loves it. They've never heard music this beautiful in their in their lives. Comes time for a break. The pianist, I'll be back in a few minutes. He gets up, he goes to the he goes to the bathroom, and uh, and as he's walking out, somebody's walking in and they, they see the pianist and they say to him, they say, uh, excuse me, uh, do you know your flies open and your penis is hanging out? And uh, the piano player says, Know it, I wrote it. And I will leave you all with that. Thank you for listening. This has been Too Lazy to Write. You've been listening to The Real John Baker for the last half hour, and I thank you for that. Um, like I said, I have a, a new one coming out next week. I have a guest. I'm going to be interviewing him uh, this week. And uh, the website is toolazytowrite.com. The number two, the word lazy. The number two, the word write.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Real John Baker. 
And um, I want to thank you for listening. This was a lot of fun, just me talking for a half an hour about nothing. Take care and uh, be well. Bye-bye now. Too lazy to write Where anything can happen And everyone is welcome With the real job